Good evening, everybody. Mike Banner. Um, this is our 67th episode. Is that amazing? Uh, absolutely amazing. Thank you for being here. It is Monday, 7 p.m. We are here at the beautiful studios in Port Ritchie, Florida, the studios of WeBeam TV, and we're getting ready to have a great show with you tonight. Uh, before we get going with introducing our guest and before we go to our normal synopsis uh, to, to uh, introduce our new audience members to what exactly we do here, uh, last week we had a, a solemn moment, just for a moment, to discuss that it was Martin Luther King Day and um, what a great man he was. And um, today I think we do have to recognize that it's the 75th anniversary of the ending of the Holocaust, uh, probably the single greatest um, infamous act or infamous point of time uh, that, that not just this nation, but this world has ever seen. And uh, for those of you that don't know it, and many of you do know it, uh, anti-Semitism has been on the rise the last decade. And as you know, there is an expression in our world, and that world, that expression is never again. And it will happen never again, that is for sure. But uh, to all those who lost lives, who lost loved ones, uh, moms, dads, probably more like grandmothers, grandfathers, great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers, uh, please know to our 62 Who Knew audience, uh, our hearts go out to you, our hearts go out to them, and we will never forget and it will never happen again. So, thank you. Uh, now, let's talk about the premise of 62 Who Knew. Usually I start out by thanking um, last week's guest, but last week's guest with me was me. So that would be oddly self-serving. I'm not going to thank myself. Or maybe I will. Wait a minute. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so I did it. Um, but this week we have a fantastic guest who is actually with us the first few months uh, we started the show, Mr. Sean DeVoe. Uh, one of the top, if not the top, long-term care producing agents in the southeastern United States. But before we get to Sean, because this is going to be a very interesting show, many times we get uh, the management look, the 10,000-foot look down on the long-term care business or the reverse mortgage business or the Medicare business. Uh, we're going to concentrate with Sean tonight because he sees so many people so constantly. What are people thinking? What are people saying in the home. Why do they think they need this? Why do they think they don't need this? What are their biggest obstacles? I have a feeling one of those obstacles could be money. How do I pay for it? And of course, their present health. But before we bring Sean on, we're very excited to have him. Uh, for our new people joining us, <clears throat> I'd like to uh, tell you the premise of 62 Who Knew. All generations, our generation, I'll be 62 in six months, um, my father, his father, your father, their father, their father before them. All generations as they approach the age of 62 pretty much all have the same thoughts for the last several generations. Should we take our Social Security now? Should we defer to a later age? Did I save enough money? Should I pay off my house or should I have a mortgage payment during retirement? Should I change my investment strategy? go into less risky things since I am now going into the asset um, part of my life where the assets are going to be used rather than grown and preserved. Uh, do I need long-term care insurance? And if so, how much? Do I still need life insurance? After all, I got that when I was earlier to protect my children in case my wife or I went. 
what Medicare supplemental policy do I need when I turn 65? Is that when Medicare starts? 65. There are so many things to think about as you approach 62. Should I still be working? Longer lifespans, longer lifespans has changed this for our generation, where our moms, dads, and grandparents and great-grandparents had a plan for the next 10, 15, and in many cases, 20 years of their life. Today's 62-year-old, because of scientific breakthroughs, medical breakthroughs, different technologies, now when you turn 62, you have to plan for the next 25 to 30 years of your life. So what does this generation have different than all past generations? We have one more obstacle, and that is the blessing, or I should say the mixed blessing, or the double-edged sword of longer lifespans. And that is why every week we attempt in every way we can to bring on not local experts, but national experts on every aspect of what it takes to get you to the last 30 years of your life from your 60s to your 90s with a high quality of life. Because only 1% of this country, let that sink in, only 1% of this country can actually afford to live from their early 60s to their early 90s without this type of advice, without this type of planning, without working, without having an extra income. 1%. I'm part of the other 99%. I have a feeling many of our viewers are as well. So our topics are always long-term care insurance, Medicare, Social Security, senior health, Medicare supplements, and uh, all different types of dementia, like Alzheimer's, reverse mortgages, everything that can help you get through life to those 90s. But you don't want to just get there. You want to get there with quality. Playing with your children and your grandchildren, that's the way to live the last 20, 30 years of life, uh, 30 years of your life. And tonight is no exception. Uh, again, Mr. Sean DeVoe has been on with us, uh, but it's been quite some time now. He's an internationally recognized long-term care expert. Um, he is known for his straightforward approach. Uh, Sean has helped thousands. I'd have to say I did some math. It might even be into the tens of thousands at this point, people directly with long-term care insurance or long-term care insurance alternatives, because sometimes that's needed. And he's probably in people's homes or talking to the direct consumer more than any other long-term care expert that we've had on the show. So thank you for coming back, Sean, to 62 Who Knew. He's up on the screen now. Appreciate you coming back. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you oh, so much. I'm not hearing Sean. I hope our audience is. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to uh, really say that what, what you do is so important. Um, what, what, what you do is so important, and you got to continue doing this because you're fighting the cause. Um, I, I'm, I'm so excited to be here today. Um, Not hearing you. Not hearing you. How do we fix this to make him hear us? That would help. <laughs> the wonders of technology. Exactly. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, you keep, I, I can't. Can you hear me, Sean? I could hear you. Yeah. Okay, I can't hear you. So keep talking. Keep okay. talking while he fixes this. And okay. Dance, please. A little um, song, a little dance. What, what I was saying is that what you're doing is so great. 
um, and and what you add to other people's lives is just just amazing. Um, so continue on the cause, and I'm with you, brother. Um, the uh, I think one of one of the things that we we've, we really got to talk about is, you know, why we do what we do, um, why why you're on the TV um, at 7 p.m. every Monday, um, why why we do what we do, um, and the and the reason is because we have passion, and and passion is 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 I think the word of of today. Um, you asked me. I got a call late last night and said, you want to be on the show? And I said, sure, I'll do whatever you need. Um, you know why? Because I care and I care a lot. Um, and you asked me earlier today, you said, you know, why do you do what you do? Yeah. Well, I was 24 years old. I was, I deferred law school. Um, cause law school taught me that I never wanted to be an attorney. And, um, uh, I, I started a business uh, in New York City in Manhattan, and um, I'd never worked for anybody in my life. And within a day, I, I said I could do what this guy's doing. And it was actually a perfume business, believe it or not, fragrances. And um, I got a I got a phone call. Um, I'm living on Park Avenue at 24 years old, and the phone call is from the hospital where my mom worked. She was an RN. Um, she's 49. She had a stroke and, um, my parents were divorced and my brother and sister were in, were in college. So I, um, I, I sold the business and luckily the business was pretty successful. And I re basically retired at 24 to move back to Connecticut to care for my mom. And the issues were not only the financial burden. Luckily I was in a position to to do that. But I, I mean, I couldn't work. I needed to be there. But I think the hardest part was the psychological burden on my mom. I mean, here's a 24 year old boy with no medical experience caring for a 49 year old uh, woman. Um, and I, and I had to help her go to the bathroom, change her clothes, bathe. Um, and for two and a half years, um, but the interesting thing, and I really want to impart this, is why I'm so passionate about what I do and why I see so many people or try to help as many people as I can is I bought my dad long-term care insurance. And uh, he was living in Nevada, and I said, just sign these papers. I'm going to pay for it. And they were 54 and 57, my mom and dad. And my mom got diagnosed with uh, lung cancer. My dad got diagnosed at uh, 57 with, uh, liver cancer, mm. two days apart. <clears throat> and, um, How devastating. it was, but the Very difference was my mom could not get long-term care insurance because of her stroke. And, you know, I, I, I moved my dad right to my home in, into Connecticut and I could live a life. And I knew that he had the best quality of care at all the time. And I could come home and really have the father-son talks that we needed to have. He was terminal. We, we knew he was going to pass. But, um, and they ended up passing away nine days apart. And God. literally, we were one, one end of the funeral home, 
one one week, next week we're on the other end. But the difference in the way that people pass, um, I, I think is really important because let's face it, there's two ways we go, Mike. My plan, have a glass of wine, nice meal, Yankees win, go to sleep, <laughs> and you know, um, never wake up. Never but reality up. states, and, and the numbers are real. It's it's three and four of us. Seventy-five percent of us are going to need some type of care. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't want to take over your show, but I'm a little embarrassed. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say I I just turned fifty, and I'm not embarrassed about that at all. Um, and I've been doing this, like I said, for 25, 26 years. Um, I actually went on a long-term care claim. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing beach volleyball with my eight, now 13-year-old son down in Florida. Um, I have a home in Florida, too. Um, so I guess that's where we all live. Um, <laughs> and I took a left. My ankle took a right. And, of course, us men, men be macho, I, I walked on my ankle for five days. Walk it off, um, baby. Yeah. It's just a sprain. And so my wife, who's obviously smarter than me, drug, dragged me to the, the ER. The, the x-ray came back, and the doctor hit me on the side of the head like this. And he said, you know, your ankle is completely shattered. Um, so I, <laughs> I flew back to Connecticut. I had four plates, 10 screws, and I couldn't walk on my ankle for seven months. And I didn't need a lot of help. And I've never been sick in my life. Like I said, I've never taken any medication. Uh, I'm fairly athletic. And, but I, I did need some help. I needed someone to take me to the doctors. I need someone to help me with meds. I, I need some, someone to help me with hygiene. Um, and I had this policy. Um, and, and I think that the, the real important thing is my wife could have done everything that was was actually happening to me, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to burden her. That's not her right. place. You know? No, I, and, and then, I think, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that uh, well, your example, well, first of all, your, your mom and dad passing nine days apart is, is so heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's staggering, but uh, we've talked about this with Mark uh, Goldberg a lot. When you say to somebody um, in their sixties, Maybe maybe 70s, but probably 60s. Well, if something happens to you, who's going to take care of me? Well, my wife. Right. It's no problem. Yeah, she's going to lift you up. She's going to, yeah. People have this image, but the reality of it is much more difficult, um, you know, than your wishful hope, you know, that your other spouse is going to be there. They may want to be there out of love, but God, it's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Well, well I, I talk to people all the time, and I think it's one thing to have a supportive family which most of us do. Right. It's another thing to actively care for a loved one. It's they're two very different things. Um, and I, I just think what you're doing to support long-term care and, and how to afford long-term care, and we'll, we'll get into that hopefully, um, is, is just so vital. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful for you for doing what you do. Thank you very much. And right back at you. So there is probably no one, including Mark uh, and uh, Bill Comfort has been on the show several times, Peter Gelbach, these are all names you, of course, know. Um, I don't think anybody has spoken to as many individuals, um, a pure consumer, than you. 
about this product. So, of course, there's been many changes, you know, in the last year. New products, um, obviously the uh, combination products, you know, of life insurance with a, a long-term care rider or, or something, or those types of hybrid products have become very, very popular. Many of you predicted that years ago. So what are you right. seeing now? Is there a difference, you know, in the homes? Because when I talk about long-term care, and I'm not an expert, thanks to you and a few other people, I think I know more than the average bear, but I'm not an expert. But, you know, you still get those quotes of, oh, I'm never going to need it. I'll get it when I need it, which has got to rank up there with one of the most moronic comments I've ever heard. Uh, I'm going to self-insure. Um, it's too expensive. Oh, that's nursing home. I hear that a lot. That's nursing home coverage. Uh, I don't right. want to go in a nursing home. This, you know, and, of course, Mark and, and, uh, and Bill have taught me it's anti-nursing home coverage. But are you hearing anything different than those old cliches, you know, of the, you know, of the early 2000s, of the last decade? When I started in the 90s, the average age of my client was, I think, 72. Um, and they were all Depression-era folks. And right. literally, they, they used to want to give me cash to pay the premiums. So I, I had to run back to their house and, and get a check because, obviously, that's not legal. Um, last year, the average age of my client was 47. The, the, the average age of my client was 47. Um, 47. So 47 people are getting smarter and getting it earlier. I have an appointment this week with somebody who's 30 years old. Now, now that's why would unusual, it, isn't it? Why is he doing that? Why, why would a 30-year-old or yeah. a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old even think about long-term care? Because it's personal experience. Uh, they, they, know, they know what happens when the stuff hits the fan. Um, and, and, and the bottom line is, you know, the younger you start this, the better it is. And how are they going to fund it? The expensive it is, too, isn't it? Of course. And younger he, and healthier. Here's the bane of our industry right now. You spoke about, about hybrids, which truly outsold traditional long-term care last year. Uh, long-term care, the bane of our existence right now is getting people approved. Um, the, the insurance companies are getting very, very, very knowledgeable on exactly what causes a claim. Um, and you've got to do this when you're young and you've got to do it when you're healthy. Um, and, and when you're not thinking about it, um, but every person I, I talk to that's in their thirties or forties or fifties, they're going through either with their mom, their dad, their grandparents. And it's, it's just personal experience. Um, I, I just think, um, people have to wake up and even, even, you know, if you're watching the debates, I'm not, I'm not going to be political at all. You know, the, the one elephant in the room, the, the thousand pound elephant in the room is long-term care. And there's been one candidate who's even brought it up. Um, and it, it's just, it's a shame. No, I, that, and that's one of the reasons, you know, that when you, sometimes when you sit back at night and you, and you want to think about your future, that I, I am hoping, you know, that somebody looks at our last 60, 67 episodes and goes, hmm. Because the truth is, when you turn on um, national TV or cable TV, or you go to the internet, uh, wherever you go, you know, first and foremost, and I don't get, I try not to get political on this show either. Um, 
But when you go on TV or cable news or network news, uh, you know, the first thing you're going to hear about, of course, is politics and, and the great impeachment. And after that, it's, uh, you know, uh, well, it should be the war on terrorism. To me, that's the number one thing that's, that I worry about. Um, but, of course, it's the economy, the war on terrorism, um, you know, uh, our atmosphere. You know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, climate change, that's a real thing. Um, nobody's talking about the long-term care epidemic that has been in this country for two decades. And it happens to rich people, poor people. Um, it doesn't have uh, a religion. It doesn't have a color. Uh, again, unless you're in the top 1% of this country, um, everybody has that aunt, that uncle, that grandparents, or more than one, that went, yeah, I, I wish they would have lived the end of their life a lot better, but they ended up here, and they didn't get the, the treatment that they wanted, all because they didn't have long-term care insurance. Um, but nobody talks about it. Nobody, you know, there's the battle on Wall Street. There's the battle on Main Street. All these little... Right you know, quips from the news. Nobody talks about the long-term care, you know, disaster that, that's surrounding this world the last two decades. Well, I mean, the one thing you asked me, you know, I, I have well over 10,000 clients, well over 10,000 clients. And, you know, um, I see people all the time every day. And the, the one reason people don't buy long-term care insurance is, is, a, is a rival river in Egypt. It's called denial. <laughs> denial uh, yes. It's never going to happen to me. Uh, it's never going to happen to me. And guess what? It happened to me um, yeah. when I was 46. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm telling you that that's the number one reason. Then you've got to, if you're, if you're presenting a product, number one, you've got to believe in it. And again, it goes back to passion. And number two, um, You've got to make something that's affordable for folks. You talked about money earlier. You know, it's got to be affordable for folks to 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 have this. And like our, our predecessors on the call before said before, this isn't our old you know families long term care plan anymore. This is not nursing home insurance. It's nursing home avoidance insurance. That's right. It's really designed to keep people in their home. And then I have people who, you know, have big homes and are widowed or widowered and, you know, they decide to go to assisted living. So it's about choice, it's about quality of care, and it's, it's about being realistic about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, you, you bring up so many, you know, salient points. You know, when you think of long-term care, you definitely think of grandma breaking her hip. You don't right. think of the 50-year-old professional twisting their ankle, shattering their ankle, um, you know, having a small stroke at 98 degrees on the golf course. This happens every day to people in their 40s and 50s. But when you bring up long-term care insurance, you immediately think of old, decrepit people. And, and the truth is that that's not your, that's not your sphere. Because those, well, those people I, 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 you're are right. too old and unhealthy to get long-term care insurance. You're right. And, and, and people, and that's the, the other misconception is people feel that this is, this is elderly insurance. You know, this is when I get old. And there's no doubt about it. As we age, the odds of needing care increase. But sort of the definition of long-term care is just needing help or assistance for a period of 90 days or longer. So it doesn't matter 
if you're 95 years old with something horrible like dementia or Alzheimer's um, or, you know, Superman, Christopher Reeve fell for horse at 40. It, yeah. You know, it, it, it could happen to anybody, any place. And it doesn't have to be a permanent, in my situation, it doesn't have to be a permanent situation. Exactly. It's, it's, it just, you know, could be seven months. It could be 17 years. We don't know. But I, I think people are waking up to understanding that because of medical science, because of the way we're, we're uh, like you're having fun. Uh, because the way we're uh, the way we're all living now, a lot healthier. We're we're getting our colonoscopies, we're getting our our, our mammograms, we're getting our prostate checks, and people are just going to live a lot longer. Um, and I'm not saying better, but a lot longer. Um, Definitely a lot longer. A, a, a lot longer, and yeah. and that's and the reason why this that, is so important. You know, that in between that you do get sick. Um, but we talk about this so often on the show. Again, the whole premise of the show, medical breakthroughs, scientific advancements. You know, uh, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm a, a, a decade, a little more than a decade older than you. But when I was a kid, I remember going to the doctor when I was six or seven years old and, and getting a little cube of sugar, and they put a little drop on it so I wouldn't get polio. And then there was my mump shot and my measles shot and my chicken pox shot, and those diseases are almost wiped out today. Children, children don't even know what they are. Um, you know, in the 80s, unfortunately, if you tested positive for HIV, you died. It was a death sentence. It was. Today, you take your medicine, if you can afford it, and you live a normal life. Um, times are so different that they demand that people look at your product at long-term care insurance. My pet product, reverse mortgages, but still, it seems to take that personal experience, that loss, whether it be love or financial, um, that real hard hit to the gut before people really want to talk about these topics. And well, you're, 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 really, you're really speaking the truth because, you know, Alzheimer's, you know, grandma's getting a little bit, you know, nutty, um, you know, dementia, it, these are diseases that are going to be, they're, they're not going to be, I don't think, cured um, in the next 10 years, but they're going to be managed. Um, and, and, and I know as, a, as sitting on the board of the Alzheimer's Association years back is that, you know, the average length of an Alzheimer's disease or a dementia disease is 13.2 years. Oh, my God. I never knew so, that. Long. So, Matt, Matt, imagine that at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That's that's unbelievable. That's mm -hmm. Exactly one point two million dollars. And, and that's the number one cause for a claim on long-term care. De some sort of dementia. Some some form of dementia. Yes. You know, we're um, going to be changing the uh, the model of the show, the platform of the show, to to have two and three guests at a time. Um, and I would love you to be on uh, when Laura Banna is on. She's been on twice. Um, she is the uh, founder of Compassionate Education and one of the leading educators in the country on, um, you know, Alzheimer's and all types of dementia. Uh, her website, we're going to get your website up there too as well, uh, CompassionateEducation.com. The shows that she was on, I was wondering, 
would people be interested in this? Is it, is it too touchy? And um, the top four topics of our first year, 2019, um, in this order, that drew the most people, which, by the way, now we're at, um, at uh, 80, uh, over 80,000 people. Uh, That's amazing. Per, uh, per year. Excuse me, per year, per week. Uh, top four have been... Um, Long-term care, that's when we have our biggest guests, or I should say our biggest audience. Long-term care, um, Medicare, reverse mortgages, and Alzheimer and dementia. Those were the four biggest topics that drew the biggest audiences last year. And uh, we're going to change the show in February. Not only will we be simulcasting a podcast uh, at the same time, because so many people are getting their interview, their interview, their information that way. But we're also going to be bringing on the long-term care expert like you, the dementia expert like Laura, and then maybe one other type of person. Because this all does go together. And that's another thing that I think your average consumer doesn't understand, that um, it does take a team sometime when you're younger and healthy to make sure that you have a quality of life 25 years later. Well, I have a question for you. Well, I know you're interviewing me, but my question for you is how, how could you position a reverse mortgage to afford a long-term care plan? What a lead-in segue. I think I'm going to make sure you get an award for that. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it, there's so many different ways, um, and, I, and I want this to be your show more than mine. So I'm going to, before we get to that, and I do appreciate on so many levels you asking me, and I am going to answer. I would think that the number, the one and two reasons, but please correct me if I'm wrong, I got a thick skin, and you're the expert on this, the top two reasons why people wouldn't get long-term care insurance would be either they're rejected by the underwriter for health, or they can't afford it, or they think they can't afford it. Is that correct, or is a number three or a top two still an ignorance, I don't mean that disrespectfully to John well, Pugh Public, but a total well, ignorance of the product to begin with. Well, I, I think, number one, it's, it, it's denial. I, I, I think people think it's not, not going to happen to them. Um, number two, it's certainly there, there's money to be in, involved. And what do you hear when you first walk into a home? And I've been in a lot of them. And whether it's a home or a webinar or whatever, yeah. um, this is, I was told it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's the first thing they say. And, and, that, and that, that's a myth. That is totally a myth. It's an absolute myth. Um, and when people see the price of a product that they could really help them stay at home and not, not be part of um, a nursing home environment, et cetera, um, I, I think people are just overwhelmed um, when, when they could do something that's affordable that, that's going to really protect everything they have. Exactly. I know sometimes Mark uh, looks at this and says it's not health insurance, it's wealth insurance. Yep. I've heard Mark say that. Well, mm -hmm. and I'm going to get back to your question, and I do appreciate you asking it, but we're only going to spend a few minutes on it. I want this to be your show. There are so many ways people 60 years old and over, notice I said 60, not 62, because there is a product out there now, a, a proprietary product, um, that allows now reverse mortgage people to be uh, at least one person in the couple 60 years old. So what's the easiest way, um, the most 
common and just so simple way that a reverse mortgage can help seniors afford long-term care insurance um, or many types of insurance, Medicare supplemental policies. But for today, let's talk about long-term care insurance. If they have a mortgage payment, your average mortgage payment in this country is about $1,200 a month. So let's say they have that mortgage payment and they have equity in their house. Should we lend them money to buy long-term care insurance? That's a show unto itself. The morals and ethics behind that, borrowing money to buy insurance. Let's take that aside for a second. Let's go to the most common example. If I can eliminate that $1,250 mortgage payment for the rest of their lives, wouldn't that make it easier for them to have certain services and goods, long-term care insurance, Medicare supplement insurance, final expense insurance, whatever it may be, but not giving them money for that purpose, but eliminating their mortgage payments, restructuring their cash flow, their monthly cash flow. When we do this for people, not only do they end up with the best protection possible through a professional like you, but since long-term care insurance doesn't cost $1,250 a month or even close, they end up with that protection and extra cash flow. They're living a better lifestyle. So that's the first way a reverse mortgage can help a senior uh, eliminate your mortgage payment. And when you think about it, you know, we're all paying premiums, um, even before long-term care insurance. You have your life insurance, you have your auto insurance, you have your homeowner's insurance, you have your health insurance, you have, you have you, you, we're all paying premiums. But I have done reverse mortgages for people. And again, I'm not talking lower income people, and I'm not talking the mega rich. I'm talking mid-America, mass America. Right. They may have $1,200 a month in premiums between their life insurance, two med-sup programs for them, for the, for the couple. Um, they don't have long-term care insurance yet. Their homeowner's insurance, their flood insurance, and their car insurance. And those six things are averaging about $1,200 per month. And when you walk in the room with this incredible protection for their later years, they're premiumed out. Eliminate that mortgage company, uh, that mortgage company, eliminate that mortgage. And if that allows you to make every one of those premiums to give you quality of life, then that's a good financial decision. That's the first way you can do it. The second and a little least more used way would be truthfully, uh, there are more free and clear homes in this country than people think. Approximately 14% of the homes in the United States of America are free and clear. They have no mortgage, and the great majority of those 14% are 60 years old and above. And contrary to popular belief, when structured correctly, you can go to, into your home's equity, whether with an equity line or a reverse mortgage. I prefer the reverse because there's no payments while you're alive. The last thing right. you need to do to a senior is give them another payment. I'm here to eliminate payments to help them get your product, not with no payment, but with increasing their cash flow so they net much better. But yes, you can take money out of your home when structured correctly, 50000 100000 150000 and buy one of those single premium products with a death benefit and a long-term care benefit. Yes, that can be done. But our two worlds, for a lot of reasons, and I don't want to cover those reasons, 
uh, in the next 15, 20 minutes, because I want this to be your show. We'll cover this um, in one of the panel shows. But our industries have been afraid of that. But I have maintained for years, and so have many mutual friends of ours, that if the long-term care insurance industry and the reverse mortgage industry actually got together, worked together, I can say conservatively, we'd be able to give long-term care insurance to not tens of thousands, but maybe hundreds of thousands of seniors who think they can't afford it now. But that's the end of the reverse mortgage pitch. We're going back to long-term care insurance. No, that, that was great. That's that was I great. And I, I appreciate that because the more and more I talk to you, the more and more I learn. Um, and, 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 you know, whether it's long-term care insurance or re reverse mortgages, information is everything. Um, yes. I, I think, you know, people need to understand that you, you cannot, you know, we'll go back to this, you know, you can't buy this product with, with money. You, you have to buy it with your health. And the insurance companies are getting tougher and tougher and tougher. Mm. Um, and thus, the, 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 you know, the, the Met Lifes of the world, now the Bright Houses, um, they renamed their names. Um, and the, the, the hybrid products are just great, great opportunities for folks to really think about. Um, you know, a hybrid product is basically just reallocation of funds. So let's just think of it, you have your money in your right pocket and it's invested in Merrill Lynch or Schwab or Fidelity or you name it. You're just taking it and putting it in your left pocket. Not only are you covering, covering long-term care for an unlimited amount, but guess what? If you never need long-term care, which my prayer is for all my clients, is you never need this. Um, you know, someday we're going to go. And we talked about this earlier. And if you go, you get your money back plus, you know, um, to, to your estate. So um, there's, there's so many solutions out there right now. I just don't understand since the first time Peter Gelbwax, Mark Goldberg, Bill Comfort, um, uh, I just don't understand how people, once that's explained to them, that this is what you can do. You can have a death benefit that is a multiple of what you're putting in. You can have long-term multi care yes. insurance that is a multiple of what you're putting in. But since our wish for all our clients is they never use it, and that was, oh, if I get it when I'm young, I'll pay all those premiums. What if I never use it? You get your premium back. Right. I don't understand why there's literally, I know you're in Connecticut. What is it, probably two degrees there today? What's the temperature? It was actually 55 today. It was nice. 50. Oh, my God. That's yeah. swimming weather for you guys. Um, <laughs> a heat wave. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't understand why they're not lined up at your door going, where do I sign for that insurance that gives me death benefits, long-term care insurance, but if I don't use it, I get all my money back. I mean, where's the downside? I, I yeah, the, I, there I is no downside. What the and, public and is I, not getting. And I think they, they think they're paying a premium when in reality all they're doing is reallocating money. Yeah. Um, it's your money no matter what. And you're not only getting your money back, you're getting your money back plus, plus. Um, and, you know, the, the, the hybrid market right now is just, is just amazing. Uh, I'm actually going to Indianapolis uh, at the end of this month to meet with one of our top carriers, to do a little talk with them. And it, it's just a, uh, it, it's really an opportunity that people have right now in lieu of traditional long-term care. 
and it's not right for everybody. Right. But they've they've come out they've come out with different ways to pay for it. It used to be a lump sum, you know, right. it was a hundred thousand dollars. Bam. Now now you could pay it over ten years. So it's or you could pay continuously, just like a, a regular insurance policy. So there's mm-hmm. so many solutions out there, um, and e- even folks who don't even qualify for long-term care now could still get some type of coverage. There's a solution out there for everybody. And, right. you know, that, that's what I'm pounding, you know, on my table right now saying there's a solution out there for everybody, um, no matter what, what, what circumstance you're in. And it's an affordable solution. Give us an example, because I know a lot of your background is alternative options to long-term care insurance. Let's just say somebody's not deathly sick, but they didn't pass underwriting. Um, they have the check to write, but they mm-hmm. would turn down. What are a couple of different options for those people? Well, there. You know, I, I'm not going to talk about product because I'm not here to promote a, a product. Uh, I'm here to talk that. about a plan, um, and people have to have plans. And there, there are options out there available that if people just are not requiring care um, at this point. They can get they can get some type of coverage, and it's mm-hmm. here to keep them again to keep them out of a nursing home and keep them in their home. You know there are plans for people in nursing homes, believe it or not, um, where they, they could actually get a product, um, and it, it's a stop loss. It's a, it, you know it, it'll stop stop the bleeding. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there are solutions for for almost anybody, but you've got to. Just like if I was going to do a reverse mortgage, which I'm not old enough to, like you, Bill Comfort, and Mark Goldberg, and Peter Gelblex. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no, you're telling the truth. <laughs> but I, I'd come to a specialist like you. Um, you know, someone's going to, you know, if someone has cancer, they don't go to their primary care doctor. That's they right. go to oncologists. If someone needs long-term care, they should go to a long-term care specialist. And, and, you know, whether it's me or somebody else, you know, I, I don't claim to know everything, but I, I just think you really need to specialize in what you're doing. Uh, and that's the way you're really going to help people. Yeah. And you do notice that the upper income people, which I want to grow up to be one day, um, they do have a team. They have a certified financial planner, that certified financial planner works with an investment expert. He works with a long-term care insurance expert. He works with annuity expert. He may do many things on his own, um, but he doesn't claim to know it all. Usually it is a team. It has to be a team. Um, and the more intelligent people you could surround yourself with um, about your specific situations, I think the better it is. And no, no doubt. Trust me, there's there's a lot of people out there that claim to know this, claim to know that, and oh, yeah. they just don't. They just don't. <laughs> and um, and it's yeah. so dangerous. It's not bad, you know, when you go to buy a car or something, you know, like right. that. You you can get the wrong salesperson. You can get sold, and that's a terrible thing. And I'm not picking on car salesmen. Um, you can even get the wrong life insurance or too much. Hey, I'm an insurance salesman. You can pick on you can pick on us. 
It's okay. You can okay. always stop paying your premiums. But if you're in your mid-50s, lower 60s, not as young as some of your average clients, and this is your time to get the proper long-term care insurance policy, and you're sold the wrong one, it's too late when you're 76, and right. you, now you need it, and you find right. out it doesn't do. It's too late. It's not like going, right. I will buy another car, or, you know, it, it's not like anything. You know, it's just too late. It's, uh, I've never, <laughs> I, I find myself using uh, this analogy much more as I get older, and I don't know why, because I've never had a barn, and I've never had a horse, but it's like <laughs> trying to fix the barn door after the horses escape. Um, right. I just, the, I don't have to use the word, the ignorance, that's not such a bad word, I'm not saying stupidity, the ignorance of a few major, major things in this country um, that long-term care, excuse me, that longer lifespans has brought us. Long-term care insurance, reverse mortgages, final expense insurance. I can't tell you how many, uh, how many reverse mortgages I write for great people on good, you know, on good retirements. Um, they're doing the reverse mortgage as part of a financial plan. They're not broke. They're not behind on their payments. And as right. you take their application, I, I notice you don't have a med sub policy. Now, I don't have an insurance license. I'm not selling it. Dad's right. 68. Mom's 66. Nah, we're never going to need that. Medicare takes care of everything. Well, I know from my parents' cancer and congestive heart failure that Medicare does not cover everything. And that, thank God, they had a financial planner that insisted they got a med sub policy um, that I wrote the check for out of my business um, for both of them. Because when those surgeries started, which they did very well with and lived and had a quality of life, that 20% would have bankrupt them. Just exactly. flat out would have bankrupt them. Absolutely. Yeah, and you have to find well, a way. One, one of the things uh, that, that I'm, um, I'm trying to pioneer um, and, and my partner, Mark, who you mentioned a couple of times is, is partnering with, with people like CPAs, with attorneys, um, with other pro professionals that they, they really need our expertise, uh, that they don't have. Um, and they say they, you know, that, you know, oh, I could sell long-term care cause I have an insurance license, yeah. but you know, how many policies are you really selling? Number one, and do you really get it? Um, yeah, and do you really right understand right? the contract? Yeah. Are you, may I ask, are you a member of NAFA? Yes, I am. So, um, uh, yeah, NAFA has started a long-term care insurance education model um, that is just staggering. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. Um, and it's, it's, it's growing and growing and growing and growing. And do you and, know who's running yeah. it? It is. Excuse me? You know the, the lady that's running it? Carol Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah um, it, it's, it, it's, grow, it's growing and yeah. growing. Um, and the, the, the bottom line is that, you know, the, the, the more all of us get together, like you said, you know, the, the, the term it takes a village. Um, it yeah. really does sometimes. Uh, it, it takes a village to, to really help folks out. He's got to make sure that one of your group is not the village idiot. Yeah, but it does take a village because <laughs> all villages have them. Right. Uh, Carol Golden has been on the show uh, twice now, and is, it will be back in in February. And we're oh, great. 62 who knew. It's not for sure yet, not even close for sure, um, that can play, a, a, I hope, a, a, big, a very big role 
in 2020 in, in NAFIS National Education Plan. So, um, yeah, in fact, maybe we can get you both on at the same time. Well, you know, there's a huge meeting coming out. It's, it's our annual long-term care meeting in, in Denver, where it used to be an actuary meeting, um, but now it's uh, now they're inviting salespeople and right. everybody's coming together. Um, Are you going to that? I'm thinking of going to that. Yeah, it, it's just um, it's uh, the rooms are already full, so you're gonna yeah. have to <laughs> you're gonna have to probably take an Uber. But um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I said you're, you're probably gonna have to take an Uber because the, the the Sheridan's already booked. The Sheridan's already yeah. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I like Uber. It's, like um, Uber. But anyway, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's something that everybody needs to know um, that we could all work together as a group. And it, it, it's really helpful to have specialists and experts. Um, and that's why I'm so glad that, you know, you asked me to be on, on the show today because what you're doing is so very, very important. Well, I appreciate that. And I hope you'll come back um, on the uh, podcast when we started. Have you done any podcasts yet? I've done a couple, yes. Yeah. Um, but I'd be more than happy to do, like, you called me up last night and I said yeah. yes. And, yeah. you know, uh, say podcast uh, uh, is where I'm there for you getting their education and information from. Well, I, my education. No, no. They say that the podcast now has become the vehicle, the platform oh. where people are looking for their information. They've, they've got wise to the commercials, to the uh, Hollywood endorsements. Um, let's face it, no matter what station you go to, and I'm trying to be neutral here. One station pushes this, the other station pushes that. Uh, there's no credibility left to me anyway in national TV um, or cable TV. You know, they have an agenda. And if a long-term care insurance is not on their agenda, which it obvious is not, the public doesn't get to learn about it. They get to learn well, about a lot, lot parties today. My, Michael, a lot of people don't know with the Affordable Health Care Act, they, they were going to pass something called the Class Act. Which was going to offer long-term care or force, but not force, implore people, uh, employers to um, ha have long-term care available to their people. They all opened the doors of the Department of the CMS uh, for Medicare services. Um, and a really, and a really good friend of mine, who was the the uh, actuary um, that was in charge of it. They opened the door for literally a month and they closed it because it said, wow. this is just not feasible. So there, there are some tax incentives that people need to know about. Really? And there's, there, there are things that right now that the government is, is trying to do to really include people into long-term care planning. And if you don't have a plan, you just don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's really that, that simple. Um, it's either yeah. out of your pocket and if you don't have enough, you just don't have a plan. Yeah, this whole idea of self-insuring, unless you have a seven-figure balance sheet, and even then, I have found the most Eight. wealthiest people I do business with, they have long-term care insurance. They want right. to protect their money. It's always the guy with a couple of hundred grand in the bank. I got it. Yeah, yep. that's one kidney transplant, and you're, bank and you're bankrupt. Right. And, 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 you know, people ask me all the time, you know, 
you know, how, how, how much money do you need to have before you could self-insure? And, you know, I have clients that my average range of clients is worth two to $5 million. And they liquid. have long-term care insurance. Yeah. Right. But the guy without that much money, he doesn't need it. Uh, Bill Comfort has always said something um, <laughs> that uh, I I've always found, you know, because I'm a numbers person. I'm also a gambler. Never had so much problem with my earpiece. I have correct. I need corrective earpieces because my ears are weird. Um, Bill says something that I always. It took me ten years ago, and I heard him say it. And he goes, "You know, there's many things out there. You know, many surveys. Three out of four people are going to need. You know, have a long-term care event. Uh, Sixty-six point six percent of people uh, need long-term care insurance." And I remember Bill saying uh, in one of his speeches years and years ago, but he said it on the show just a couple of months ago. You can look at all these surveys, you can look at all these factors, but when it gets down to it, you look in the mirror and it's either gonna happen or it's not. You have a 50-50 shot. It's either gonna happen or it's not. Do you really wanna you know, put all your assets, all your liquidity and the mental stability and stress on your family on a 50-50 shot? When you look at it that way, most people say, no, let's get the insurance. But right. people don't look at it that way. Right. And, and, and one thing you just said is so important. It, in the money is one thing. The, the, the savings and protection of assets is the other. But it's, it's having the quality of care. And it's, it's knowing that, you know, it, it's not going to be a stress in the future. And it's not usually a stress on the, my clients. It's yeah. the stress on, on the family. I can't imagine at your age going home to take care of your mom. Um, I was in my mid-40s uh, when my dad's uh, um, congestive heart failure really started controlling his life. He had a wonderful Sorry. life. He died just a little before his 82nd birthday. But the last year was a little rough. Good quality of life, um, mm -hmm. but rough. And the first time he fell down in the shower, uh, you know, we lived together. You know, I heard him, and I helped him up. But dad was six feet one, you know, 230 pounds. This was not an easy lift. And no. um, he was embarrassed. I wasn't. I really wasn't embarrassed. I was glad to help my dad. He was my favorite person in, in the world. The first time he couldn't get off the toilet because he didn't want us to put, um, you know, the, the, ra the ramps in. The rails, the ramps yeah. And the, in the, in the uh, what am I saying? I forgot. You know, the, the holders to help you up. Yeah. Um, and I helped him up. I could see it in his face. He didn't like it. You know, he said, thank you, I love you, but he didn't like it. Um, so we did get someone in to help us do that. And he was, he was a lot more comfortable with me coming in afterwards, going, everything okay? Can I make you a cup of tea? Than helping him in the bathroom or in the shower. The stress was off him as well. Well, we only have about 45 seconds left. There's always so much to talk about with you. We were worried, could we maybe fill this hour uh, to our audience, in case you didn't notice, we didn't do a script, uh, Sean and I. We're Not at all. Through this hour. But I do want you to come back for the panel show. Thank you so much for doing this. And um, I know it was 55 degrees there, but, you know, I talk to my nephew, Chris Banner, every now and then up there, and he says, Uncle Mike, it's negative 12. So um, <laughs> thank you for being here. I hope you're going to come back a little quicker this time. It's, it's my pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. And to our audience, once again, long-term care insurance, go to our website, www.62whoknew.com. 
click on the long-term care uh, icon and get the information you need. Have a great week. Let's be good to each other.